I'm going to the moon. Won't you join me? Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 14 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Field Hole. <laughs> I'm Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. This podcast can be heard on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, across all listening platforms from A to Z. That's right, from Amazon Music all the way to Zoom. And seriously, if anyone actually has a Zoom, I want to know. Today, I will be reviewing uh, an episode of NXT, predicting... NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, and going back in time to February 2001 for a classic episode of Monday Night Raw. Stay tuned. Now, despite the fact I have the obvious Nia's Hold pun as a show title this week, I didn't watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, this past Monday night, I was actually a guest on the Game Changer podcast with good brother and former Russell Attic radio personality, Nate the Effing Great. Uh, it was a good time just catching up with an old friend and talking about a bunch of things, including the Royal Rumble and our thoughts on WandaVision. So if you want to hear that, uh, give Nate a follow at Real Effing Game and follow his podcast. He is now on Anchor.fm, he's on YouTube, he's on Spreaker.com. And yeah, just give give him a shout out. Nate, hope you're doing well, buddy. And yes, um, all I got out of Monday Night Raw was Nia Jax's thing. And that's it. So I'm going right on to this week's episode of NXT. I literally just finished watching it because I am recording this on the night of Wednesday the 10th. We started off with Legato del Fantasma represented by Santos Escobar and Yaquin Wild, a name I probably absolutely butchered, taking on MSK, the former Rascals, in a men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic semifinals match. The former Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier, now known as Wes Lee and Nash Carter, excitedly landed in the Dusty Tag Team Classic as a mystery team. You know, who is MSK? Uh, If you've been following Impact Wrestling for the past couple of years, hey, yeah, that's the Rascals. Big shout out to uh, J-Bone and Total Nonstop Impact, who are probably live on YouTube as I speak. So I want to give him some love as well. MSK picked up the win in a great tag team match uh, using their spinebuster blockbuster combo they'll be meeting the winners of the grizzled young veterans and the team of timothy thatcher and tommaso champa next up was xia lee accompanied by boa and her mysterious figure who is now known as tian cha an incarnation of a warrior from Chinese folklore, uh, formerly known as Mei Ying, trained by a dragon to replace her fear 
with power through vicious trials to become the warrior known as Tian Sha. So it seems that she is using these same training techniques to Boa and Xia Li. And during Li's match with Cora Jade, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro come out to confront uh, Tian and just gets in their, her face saying, this isn't who Li is. What have you done with Xia Li? And this would uh, allow Xia to come from the from behind them after squashing Cora Jade with a big old kick to the face to attack her as well. And Tian grabbed Boa by the face or by the neck and choked him a little bit here. So there's either a tension or something like that going on here. It's It looks like it's some kind of controlling storyline, but it is captivating. It is very interesting. And it makes me invested in Xia Li, so I really hope to see this pay off greatly. Backstage, Scarlett Bordeaux is sexily hanging out in William Regal's office, coaxing a match between Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar, and Regal makes it official. Then we see The Way <laughs> helping Johnny Gargano enter the ring pushing him in a wheelchair oh man vic joseph and beth phoenix are arguing with barrett about why he needs a wheelchair for a broken arm and the north american champ gets on the mic and blames kushida for viciously attacking and injuring him they roll the video and slow the motion for the kick to the arm that looked more like a kick to the ribs Johnny says his arm is broken in four places. Regal points out that the x-ray is for a right arm, and Johnny is given two options. To let Theory wrestle as his surrogate, Johnny says we're not doing that one, or he can relinquish the belt. Nope, we're not doing that one either. Then Regal says he'll need to consult with Kushida, who has... Uh, Slipped in behind the way, and Austin even slaps him on the chest when Johnny makes fun of the GM for talking to someone who isn't there. And then, of course, Austin Theory does like a double take, triple take, quadruple take, ah, goes away. And then, you know, a bunch of plunder, baby. Candace tries to attack Kushida, but Theory holds her back. Kushida and Gargano have a tug of war with the title. And then we're like, oh, well, Johnny isn't hurt. We're going to have a match after all. And then uh, Indy and LeRae's opponents for the women's Dusty Cup semifinal come to the match here. That would be Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. There was a very close call at the end of the match here where Candice hit the Wicked Stepsister and Indy hit a great Tyson Kidd-like springboard elbow drop for the near fall. But Ember breaks it up at the last millisecond which allows the baby faces to hit the eclipse and then a senton and blackheart and ember moon advance to the finals against dakota kai and raquel gonzalez they're out on the ramp for a stare down around the cup and regal is out to inform them that the winner gets a shot 
at the Women's Tag Team Championship. And I'm pumped for this because the main roster doesn't give a toss about the Tag Team Championship, the Women's Tag Team Championship, heck, even the men's. So hopefully these teams in NXT get get in the mix. Like, a lot of these teams are makeshift. Some of them are part of a stable. But anything is better than what has been on the Women's Tag Team Championship picture in the past. Heck, I'll say since the beginning. And I'm hoping they have an extended stay in NXT. It would be really nice to see. Uh, Thatcher and Champa are hyping up a promo here saying that this match is going to be brutal and then they're going to beat them up and take the Dusty Cup. Backstage, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Santos Escobar and the Cruiserweight champion isn't phased by the news that he'll face Karrion Cross, saying Cross gave him the gift of time, but it was actually the other way around. While the Mendoza come in and start to apologize for their loss, but Santos tells them, never apologize because it shows weakness. You can make up for it, make it up to him by making sure Cross doesn't make it to next week. So we know where this is going. Finn Balor and Pete Dunne get a video package reiterating their talking points leading into Sunday's title match, which I am so pumped for. Austin Theory and Kushida, we're just right in, right into this match here. There's a German suplex by by Kushida, and he is getting all of all of the advantage here. Kushida locks in an armbar on the apron, and Johnny nails him with a super kick. Johnny ditches the sling for the beatdown. He Shows Kushida the belt and says, You will never get this. And he directs Theory to put Kushida in the ring so they can break his arm. But Austin Theory gets dragged under the ring by, guess who? Dexter Loomis. And then there's a spot where Gargano bails because he sees that it's Loomis. And then Austin Theory crawls out under the ring, doesn't know that... (laughs) Dexter Loomis is there, stares him down. They get back in the ring. Austin Theory gets locked in the silence. And Kushida locks in the hoverboard lock on Gargano while they do the FTR (laughs) holding the hands, tapping out spot. The way is just the goats right now of NXT. They are fantastic. We see some video packages for... The women's triple threat title match. Uh, Imperium have a video here. And then backstage we see Yaquin Wild laid out under a ladder. A high-heeled shoe walks by. And uh, the other guy is laid out. That's Raul Mendoza. I forgot his name for a second. NXT roster is uh, it's huge. And sometimes I, <laughs> I forget... Who's in there? I humbly apologize for that, folks. Gargano says he's all business, and he's going to show everyone why they call him Johnny Takeover. But first, <laughs> the announcers are talking when we hear a noise from the outside, and a Lamborghini pulls up 
a cowboy boot steps out, and it's Cameron Grimes. He's going to the moon. Maybe for real, because he pulls out a wad of cash, gives it to some valets, starts handing out money to everyone he passes, and he explains that he was out rehabbing after Timothy Thatcher, the MCL snatcher, put him on the shelf, then he started playing video games, and when he was out of games, he walked into a GameStop and decided to infest. Oh, Lord. The stock went parabolic, which means it that it went to the moon. Um, no, um, Cameron, it's the total opposite. It crashed! Then he found out about this thing called Dog Coin. Dodge, you know, the Dodge coin, the Dodge meme. So he invested in that. Oh, he is effed. He is effed. But it was so funny. His constant denial and his, oh, his just hilarious antics get me every time. Give that man a title. If Mr. Regal wants to try and make him wrestle zombies, he can kiss my grits. And then he throws money in the air and does snow angels in the money that's not even his. And, oh my lord, we're going to get the return of the Repo Man, aren't we? Oh, bring back the Repo Man for this, please. Yeah, and as I said, the Legato del Fantasma was laid out by Karrion Cross, TikTok, and we're on to next week. Thatcher and Champa versus Grizzled Young Vets. Zach Gibson is running down... Thatcher and Champa during his entrance ramp promo, but nope, they get they get pumped. They send James Drake into the barricade, and Thatcher throws Gibson into the ring. Referee calls for the bell. If you love Zach Gibson, shoes off. I mean, Zach Gibson has always been a highlight for me in NXT UK, uh, just because he is such a wonderful prick. Plays the perfect jerk. And it's, it looks like it's basic at best, but it's just, he's so good at getting under your skin. The spot in the match where Drake and Gibson powerbomb Champa onto the apron, and then the trainers are checking on him on, you know, the picture-in-picture, picture, the, the final break, if you will. And Thatcher and Drake trading forearms when they come back, and Joseph informs that Champa, Champa is cleared to continue, but he's still crawling on the floor. Thatcher is bleeding from the nose. Gibson wrenches the neck. Eventually, we hit a doomsday device attempt, but that is denied. The fairy tale ending is also denied. And then all of a sudden, the ticket to mayhem by the Grizzled Young Vets, and they go on to the finals against M S K. Now they are jawjacking backstage. The announcers run down the full card, which I am about to do and predict. And our final image of NXT this week is Balor and Dunn stepping to one another in the ring, having a face-off, if you will. Now, AEW, I am aware of what's going on on Dynamite. I haven't watched in a few weeks, maybe almost a month now. I want to get around to it, but, you know, I'm working six days a week right now, so I'm a little bit 
busy, not a lot of time for that, but I do understand that Kenta made an appearance last week attacking John Moxley, you know, hitting the GTS and basically calling his shot for the IWGP United States Championship and the Forbidden Door hasn't been open it's been blown off you know kenta actually tagged with john moxley against kenny omega and i forget who is a who his partner was uh just tonight on dynamite and i'm probably gonna have to watch that as soon as i'm done recording here i am intrigued i'm excited i want to see where this goes and i know at the beginning of the year in my like predictions podcast i talked about predicting an impact versus new japan but i think we're throwing a little bit more into the mix here and now this sunday february 14th happy valentine's day is nxt takeover vengeance day now i like that they didn't go for the low-hanging fruit and didn't go for the obvious choice of why don't they call it this they already did halloween havoc they already did this and that valentine's no 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 it's too obvious and vengeance day just sounds so much more apt for a professional wrestling event so so far the card uh, i have here on the sportster.com it's probably going to be a little bit outdated but I did write down some stuff during NXT tonight. For the Women's Championship, we have Io Shirai, the champion, defending against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Now, my heart says Mercedes. I really, really want to pick her, especially after her promo on, on NXT this week. But I might actually pick Tony to have a sneaky win here and she can be the next co-women's champion in the w i mean in the nxt former uk champion now she can join Rhea ripley in being both finn balor versus pete dunn for the nxt championship uh, this is going to be a stealer a show stealer and this is going to excite the wrestling purists you know, including people like myself i want to pick pete and you know what i am i think pete dunn is going to unseat finn balor and win the nxt championship maybe we'll see some shenanigans from birch and lorican and maybe even Pat McAfee. Where's he been? It's been a little while since we've seen McAfee in the mix. I'm thinking he might make his return here and lead his boys to the land of gold. Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the NXT North american championship now kushida has been a thorn in the side of gargano for some time and gargano has gotten the upper hand here and there kushida owns 
a few pinfall victories over Gargano. However, Kushida will not win the North American Championship. I'm picking Gargano to retain. I think Gargano is going to have a bit of a honky-tonk run with this North American Championship. And I do have a theory about who will beat him for the title. And no, it's not an Austin theory. That would be Dexter Loomis. You know, I thought that Loomis would have won this title at the ladder match. And oh, I think it was I think it was SummerSlam weekend. It might have been. But unfortunately, he was injured and put him on the shelf for a few months. So, yeah, Gargano is winning this one here. We have the finals of the men's and women's Dusty Tag Team Cups. Uh, the Grizzly Young Veterans versus MSK. And I'm going to go with uh, the upset. I'm going to go with the new guys. MSK. I really want GYV to win just because I, I freaking love Zach Gibson. But I think the new guys here are going to get a good push and eventually defeat Lorcan and Burt for the Tag Team Championship. Maybe at whatever the next NXT is going to be. I don't think it's going to be at WrestleMania, but we'll have to see. And the women's Dusty Cup. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Blackheart and Amber Moon. I fully expect Dakota and Raquel to win this. I thought that this takeover would be where Raquel Gonzalez wins the women's championship. I thought she was going to get in that mix, especially after her showing at the women's war games match. But this is the next best thing. These two ladies, I think, have been an amazing team and will be the next women's tag team champions on top of that. And then, as I said before, they can bring the titles back down to NXT and float around with some of the ladies there and some of the teams there. So here's hoping. And yeah, takeovers this Sunday night, so I'm really looking forward to it. Just going to get my my food, maybe a beer or two, and tweet along with me at Fretzelmania if you want to join in on the conversation. But that has been it for this half of the show. I will be back to go to 2001 and talk about Monday Night Raw. Stay tuned, peeps. Happy Valentine's, peeps. I love you. This part of the podcast is sponsored by Not Really, patreon.com slash Radio, where you get not only a lovely group chat with lovely people like Kavita and Quarantine Gene and all of us at WrestleAddict Radio, to name a few, you also get exclusive shows such as Fretz's Fave 5 and the 20 Bell Salute, as well as the Secret Files from Mr. YLP himself, Ring Shape, Watch the Throne, and so much more. So join us at patreon.com slash Radio. five bucks a month. Hey, patrons, 
you get 15% off of our merch on Teespring. So if you go to teespring.com, search for Russell Addict Radio, you'll find t-shirts and hoodies and sweaters and face masks from all of us. That is the Fretzelmania Collection, the YLP Collection, the Kings of the Rings Collection, and the Delight Show Collection as well. So join us, the cure for the common wrestling podcast for all of your common wrestling needs and merch needs. Now, on to Monday Night Raw from 2001. It is Monday, February 12, 2001, and Raw is live from East Rutherford, New Jersey, in front of a sellout crowd. Ross and King on commentary, Lillian Garcia ring announcing, and we start off the show with Triple H and Stephanie discussing stipulations for Hunter's match at No Way Out. Triple H says that New Jersey uh, is the armpit of America. I'm looking at the same blank, uh, dull, uh, expressionless faces in this dump of a state. Of course, we hear the obligatory slut and asshole chants for everyone's favorite power couple, and we learn of a match which was generated by a lottery of some kind in which Triple H and Steve Austin have representatives in a match pitted against each other in which the winner gets to pick the stipulation for the match at No Way Out. So, Austin's representative is Rikishi and Triple H's is The Rock, which was a little bit ironic given the history the two have with each other, the four have with each other. So, Triple H targets The Rock and says that, you know, don't do anything stupid. My, uh, my stipulation is cerebral. So, you know, if you smell, you come out here and it's like, did you just say don't do anything stupid in front of the biggest slut in the entire Western Hemisphere? And uh, Kurt Angle is out here being cocky saying that, you know, I guarantee that I can beat beat you uh, and defend the title at WrestleMania. And The Rock says, why don't I have a stipulation of my own? The winner gets to be with your wife, but everyone in the locker room has already had your wife. So <laughs> there we go. Rikishi comes out and says that I would never steer you wrong, Steve Austin. This is going to be a hit and run glass shatters. Uh, Stone Cold calls him one funny diaper-wearing diaper SOB. And Rikishi says, uh, know your role, Rock, but gets punched in the face. Austin's like, you know what? I'm going to watch this match with a beer. And Triple H says, yeah, well, I'm going to join you here. Uh, Rikishi super kicks Austin. We see a big old schmoz break out here between the four. But uh-uh-uh. Austin and Rock can't touch or they're screwed. So first match here of the night is Eddie Guerrero challenging Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental title. A little bit of a Radicals reunion here as we see all these setups with Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, 
and a returning Eddie Guerrero to take out Chris Jericho last week. On Raw, we saw the spot with a frog splash with the Intercontinental title on Jericho's face. That looked absolutely vicious. And we hear the Latino heat. And both of these lads are wearing a matching black and yellow, uh, channeling Michael Sweet from Striper. We see a wicked brain buster by Eddie Guerrero. A frog splash denied. A Tito Santana-esque forearm by Chris Jericho, who at the time was the workhorse of the WWE Face buster, line salt, knee, cradle, chop, Eddie sucks chance. We see a Hearn Conrana into the walls and X-Pac comes out for the DQ. Kurt Angle has a chat with S.A. Rios backstage and they're challenging to a tag team match later on here. But we'll both find partners and have a match. Uh, Team Extreme versus the Radicals, represented by Chris Benoit, Terry Runnels, and Perry Saturn. The obligatory king going, puppies! Uh, The Chris Benoit theme started to play, and the network quit. Uh, That was not ominous at all. Perry Saturn hits that awesome running dominator into the corner. Uh, Jerry is absolutely infatuated with Terry. Uh, I think your wife is on the show here, King, so you might want to behave here. You see the Matt Hardy screaming leg drop. Terry comes in. Lita hits and heard Karana onto Perry Saturn here. Twist of fate. And then Moonsault onto Terry for the win. After the match, Perry hits a backbreaker on Lita, but Dean Malenko comes in the ring to help her up. Swerve, bro. No, just creams her with a short arm lariat, and that's that. Match the number one contendership for the tag team titles Edge and Christian versus the Brothers of Destruction with the Dudley Boys on commentary. They egg on Taker here. Christian chair shots Kane. It gets into a big schmoz. We see a no contest. And Vince McMahon promises a Valentine's present for his wife on SmackDown, but then is asked about the Tag Team Championship. What? Nobody won? So in in the interest of fairness, at No Way Out, there will be a triple threat match for the Tag Team Championship between Edge and Christian, Taker and Kane, and the Dudleys. Oh boy. And he's on the phone with someone talking about, you know, having Valentine's Day for his wife and pumping up the meds. Oh my gosh, this is where the affair with Trish is revealed. And he maxes out with her in front of his wheelchair-ridden wife. Holy Lord. Triple H versus Billy Gunn in a quick squash match here. Uh, Billy is billed at 269 pounds. LOL, nice. DX explodes. Again. Two years later. Uh, on SmackDown, just before this, there was something to do with Triple H laying out Billy Gunn with a briefcase shot to the back of the head. Hence why Rikishi almost got cased in the back, but no. X Pac versus Scotty Too Hotty. 
the DX theme plays here, and oh my goodness, this is already outdated. Please get rid of this theme. Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Weeder Sports Results. We swear we're not Ico Pro. Greyhound Bus, where you can get a t-shirt and an XFL football just for taking the bus. And Castrol GTX, it's for your car. We see a Bronco Buster denied. W-O-R-M, foot on the rope. Scotty goes for a moonsault, but his knee buckles on the way down. It looked legit. And X-Pac gets on the mic and says, Hey, I came back after three months. I came here to kick ass, and you pull this injury crap. Grandmaster Sexay is goaded into the ring. We see a bulldog, a low punch, X-Factor, Ref miscue. But then Chris Jericho comes out here. Hits the lion salt, but holy crap, Just Incredible comes out here to make the save. That's not just the coolest. That's not just the best. That's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Impact players. EC Dub had just closed its doors, and now you're dealing with the X-Factor. And now I'm not about to sing Uncle Cracker, but you're going to be hearing that theme one of these weeks on on the podcast. Death, Taxes, and The Rock and Kevin Kelly do a backstage bit. Al Snow is out in the ring dressed as Mankind for some reason. He's protesting the uh, screw job of Vince McMahon firing McFoley. You screwed McFoley? Uh, yeah, but you're screwing Trish and referencing that. The way you fired Mick was not fair. Mick lives vicariously through me. Right here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Cheap pop and all. And he starts a sit-down strike. And I'm like, Al, what are you on, man? Right away, here we go. No chance, because that's what you got up against a machine too strong. How dare you imply that I screw Trish? We are just friends. Sure. Remove yourself from this ring or I will. Well, the Regal comes out. Like, How dare you imply that Mr. McMahon is having an affair and Trish is my girlfriend. And throughout this whole exchange here, Vince McMahon low blows Al Snow and William Regal attacks. Vince bumps into Austin backstage and says, Oh, you think it's real cute to have the man who ran me down represent me? I'll have a stipulation, and whoever I pick tires your grapefruits to a monster truck and rips them right off your carcass. We see the WWF New York in the I'm Not Booked Tonight segment of the show with the cat and the right to nudity, baby. And Jerry is audibly ogling his own wife on national TV. Right to censor is watching. Stephen Richards. He likes what he sees on screen. How much longer are we going to put up with this? All the rest of the members are poking in here and I'd poke in. How much longer are we doing this gimmick? Patience. And what will happen will be for Cat's own good. So we see that S.A. Rios has picked a tag team partner in the big show. And Kurt Angle 
has picked Raven. What about him? What about Raven? The Slam of the Week is brought to you by Weeder Sports Result. We're not Ico Pro. There's a rock bottom on a chair. The show begins to chase Kurt Angle. Angle hits the Olympic Slam on S.A. Rios, and Raven puts the pin on S.A. And then eventually, show's going hardcore. Angle is hitting a low blow. Tori comes out with the weapons, and Kurt goes hardcore on Big Show. We see a 2x4 smashed over Big Show's head, and to the point where the sawdust billowing off of his head makes it look like smoke. Big Show hits a choke slam, and to uh, quote some of my old friends from Emmanuel Bible College, Well, it's the smoke show! They don't even know I exist anymore, so they will not <laughs> get that reference. Big Show's going hardcore. I wonder how that's going to turn out. Main event time, The Rock versus Rikishi. In a match where the winner picks the stipulation... Well, they don't pick the stipulation. The representatives pick the stipulation at No Way Out. It's really convoluted how they get here. So, The Rock and Rikishi, they said they're like family. JR, they are family. Kish gets an advantage. Rock hits a DDT. Kish hits a super kick. Stink face denied with The Rock hitting a clothesline and Rikishi doing that amazing 360 bump he always did when getting clotheslined by, by The Rock. A Samoan drop a la Coquina Maximus, rest in peace, Rodney. Steph comes in with a distraction. But Austin gets slapped in the face by Stephanie. Rock bottom, Rock wins, Triple H's, picks the stipulation. Rikishi hits the bonsai on the Rock. Stone Cold comes in and stunners Rikishi to send the fans home happy in a quite chaotic, albeit entertaining episode of Monday Night Raw. And now for the game changer of the week that is going to G-Rod at G-Rod says on Twitter, uh, formerly of the OG Russell Attic Radio, the OG Rant with Ant podcast. Uh, G-Rod has lately been on Twitch as has Ant at Game of Ant. Go on Game of Ant on Twitter. Uh, the Both of them together are usually found doing pirate shit on Sea of Thieves. Uh, that's what they were doing earlier tonight. I tuned in for a little bit of their stream. And the reason why I'm giving uh, G-Rod some love here, the Game Changer of the Week, is that on the 19th of February, he'll be doing a 24-hour charity stream for hashtag bury the stigma so be sure to tune into that uh and help him donate to uh i believe it is uh me mental health uh charities there so big love to to g-rod there the game changer of the week and that wraps up this edition of the fretzelmania podcast uh thank you very much for listening and see you next time folks follow me 
on Twitter at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. Listen to us, Wrestle Addict Radio. Again, we are the cure for the common wrestling podcast. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.